What is up, DGAFers? All right, this episode is so good because we're talking all about sugar addiction and emotional eating and cutting the crap out. Yes, and you're going to hear some of my story where I really struggled with emotional eating and binge eating for a long time. And it wasn't until very, very recently that I figured out how I actually got myself through that. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It's almost like I overcame it, but I didn't really know how I overcame it. I don't yeah. know. So anyway. We're going to talk about how sugar is literally the reason why you aren't seeing the results that you want and kind of how the food is made that is processed these days that are actually creating an addiction. Um, and then we're also going to teach you some things about what to look for if you are buying packaged items. I know we do buy some packaged mm-hmm. items, which most of your Food should be fresh, but obviously there are some things that are packaged. So we're going to kind of teach you how to look at the back of that and make sure that it's a-okay. Yep. And we get a little heated. We're not going to lie here um, because it's something that we really struggled with for so long. And we're kind of bringing this to you as something that we needed to hear Mm -hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. So like some tough love. Um, and we even say like, some of you are going to be offended and some of you are going to take this the wrong way. And that just means that you're in a space where you're in denial. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And we're starting the tough love right now. we're starting it right now, but we're going to kind of touch on that. So just beware. Yep. Um, but it's good. It's really good information. And like Jenna said, it's things that we needed to hear. Yeah. And nobody told us. No, we kind of had to figure it out on our own. But I don't, I just know if I kind of heard these things sooner, this would have happened sooner. Yeah. You know, my my health and fitness. And not only that, but I would not have been as as hard on myself mentally. I yeah. think I would have given myself some more grace, understanding why I was binge eating and emotional eating and why I was craving an entire sleeve of Oreos and Girl Scout cookies and all right. that junk. All like, that crap. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know the drill. Take a screenshot of this episode while you're listening and tag us in your Instagram stories and kind of, you know, even send us a direct message um, and just tell us kind of what you learned, what you, you know, what takeaways you had, and if you implemented anything um, in this episode. Absolutely. So I'm at fitwith underscore Jenna Lott. And I'm at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. And we would love for you to rate and review us, however you're listening to this, because we really want to be able to to connect with you and learn more about what you want to hear, because we do these podcasts for you. We want to make sure that we're, we're sharing content that's valuable and relatable for you. Yep. And the reviews are like our little tip jar. I know we say that all the time, but we do these podcasts 100% free to provide you with as much value as possible. So if you could just take some time right now uh, to just kind of hit pause, actually the episode will still keep playing um, as you are writing a review. So you can just scroll down in our show um, episodes or whatever, and you'll see the rate and review and you can kind of type us one out and we will possibly maybe read it. We'll see. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good. The bad. The The ugly. ugly. And everything in between. 
as our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA effer. Like, don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. This is actually kind of funny because Lauren and I were just talking about how we wanted to start this podcast. Mm -hmm. She's like, hold on, I'm starving. So she went to the fridge and she's like, what can I eat in here? So she grabbed, get this, ready? Carrots, (laughs) grapes, and peanut butter. Yeah. And I think it's so funny because that totally fits in with everything we're talking about in this episode. Yeah, because there's a huge difference between... When you're actually hungry, you'll pretty much eat anything to satisfy your hunger. But when you're emotionally eating, you're really just looking in the fridge or the pantry over and over again. And you're just like, hmm, what can I eat? And you're just staring and you're not actually picking something out. That means you're not actually freaking hungry. You're just either bored or you're emotionally eating. And I was like, Jenna, I'm starving. (laughs) I need to eat something. And she really was because that was her her food of choice today. So rule of thumb If you feel like you're starving, going through the pantry and all of that, ask yourself if you would be fine eating fruit or vegetables. Mm -hmm. And if you wouldn't, then you're not actually hungry. Yeah. And go drink some water. And I know that sounds annoying because I sometimes get annoyed too when people are like, you're probably just thirsty. Well, it's the truth. You probably are. So if you're feeling like you're hungry, but fruit, veggies, like a healthy lean protein or something is not going to satisfy you. My gosh. No. My throat. Uh, (laughs) then you need to definitely go chug some water. Got a carrot lodged in your throat. Yeah, carrot lodged right in there. Well, I'll take over (laughs) because I want to share a little bit about the nutrition training that we've been doing. So Lauren Mm -hmm. and I are getting certified in a macros-based nutrition program. And basically that just means it's a healthy balance of carbs and fat and veggies. Yeah, so like the macro, I'm sure if you're listening and you've heard of macros before and people balancing them, it's really, um, it's I think it's 40% carbs, 30% 30% protein, 30% healthy fats. Yep. Um, and it's funny because, you know, some people, when they think about carbs, and I learned this within our certification, they think about carbs, protein, and all of that. They think of them as separate entities. But what's really cool is what we've learned is even like vegetables and fruits and all these other foods that maybe we wouldn't consider wow. to have carbs in them or fats in them uh, actually do. And so that's why it's broken up into carbs, proteins and fats. And I think the biggest misconception people have is they think, oh, 40% carbs, I have to have eat all this starchy stuff. And then 30% protein, I'm just eating steak and chicken and, and then healthy fats is just avocado and nuts. And it's like, no, a lot of the, I mean, things overlap, things overlap, like spinach has different things in there that it's not just a vegetable. Like I think we're so confused about what things actually are. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're kind of getting certified in is how to actually balance that uh, without having to do all the crazy calculations. And we've been learning a lot. Yes. And it's, it has been very, very eye opening. And I'm, I'm just excited because it's not only helping Lauren and I, Mm -hmm. it's helping us help other people too. Yeah. So it's really cool. I'm excited. Um, One of my favorite parts that I think you're going to get a kick out of is our trainer who's kind of taking us through this certification. She posted a photo of the beach back in like the 1950s. And she wanted us to kind of look at it and look at the people. And I know that probably sounds super, like very superficial, (laughs) 
But she's like, look at look at the body types of everybody from the 1950s. And then look at a picture from today. And comparing, it is unbelievable how much our bodies as a society have changed just in the last 70 years. And it has everything to do with the food that's available to us yep, now. Yep. And the, the kicker was in the 1950s, that was when... Sorry, my dog's barking. That <laughs> was in the 1950s. That was when they started introducing TV dinners and fast food restaurants. Yeah. So huge, huge difference. And it's, I mean, I don't want to get too far off because we're going to talk about this in a second, but the big difference is Jenny, you know, they're introducing TV dinners and fast food, but not only are they introducing that, but now what they're doing is they're taking these foods and they're injecting them with literal chemicals to create addiction. Yep. And I, and I think, you know, I kind of thought, I'm sure a lot of other people thought like, yeah, right. Like, you know, these people on these shows, like 600 pound life and stuff. I'm like, there's no way they're addicted to food. Like, mm-hmm. what does that even mean? But like you, you can, there are literally, but it's literally addiction, like to drugs. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. People are spending their time, money, energy, researching what chemicals they can put in foods to get us addicted to them. Exactly. Because they want to make money. So they want you to keep buying them. So like an Oreo, for example, has literally been constructed to make you eat the whole freaking bag. So that is crazy. And Jenna's dog's barking. Be right back. (laughs) Um, So that's something that I, I guess I didn't know before. Um, But now that it's kind of been brought to my awareness, I was even talking to Jenna about this is that I, now when I indulge in maybe some chocolate or something like that, I know that a lot of the things that maybe aren't great for me, but that I still allow myself to have every now and then, I know that that has been tampered with to create an addiction. And so it, it's easier to kind of say no, but it's also easier to stop, but not even having it in the first place is obviously the first way to go about it, but at least knowing. I think I have a, a, awful background of binge eating and emotional eating. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but I, for a very long time, would binge and then restrict and then go on a binge. And when I say binge, I would literally start off with like a few Oreos and then I would finish off a sleeve and then I'd put them away and I would think about them all Mm -hmm, night until mm -hmm. I went back and I got them out and I would finish that bag. And then it was like, I was so pissed at myself. I would go back through the cabinets and I need ice cream. And I like, I would go through everything. And then the next day I'd be so pissed at myself that I would eat like celery and carrots and apples. Like I would not eat anything of substance, which I didn't realize at that time. Cause I didn't know enough. I didn't know what I was doing to my body. So well, you didn't know that you were a literally having that addiction coming on when right. you were eating the Oreos. Right. Like I just you kept, didn't know. I kept wondering what the hell was wrong with me. Right. You know, and why could I not, not get, stop? I, and, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so, but then when I was cutting everything out and just eating fruits and veggies all day, I wasn't fueling my body. So it was craving things. Like it was just this awful cycle. Well, and you were punishing yourself for doing that. So it's not like you were eating these fruits and vegetables because you were thinking I'm going to fuel my body today. No. You're thinking I'm punishing myself because I ate all this stuff. So now you have a negative relationship with healthy food because now healthy food is a punishment for you. Yep, absolutely. And it goes so deep, you guys. But honestly, here's how deep it goes. I used to probably five times a week. And honestly, they still happen every once in a while. I used to have dreams 
that I went on a binge and mm. I would wake up then even if it didn't happen, I would have a dream that I went through the cabinets and binged ate everything in sight. And then I'd wake up the next day pissed at myself. And there were some days, you know how you wake up kind of groggy and you're like thinking through things. There were some days where I would be mad for a few minutes. And then I'm like, wait a minute, what did I actually do yesterday? Right. And I didn't go on a binge, but it was, it was like a nightmare that was just stuck in my head. Isn't that crazy? It's almost like when you have a dream that your husband cheats on you and you want to murder him the next day. I have not ever dreamed that. You haven't? No. Oh my gosh. I always like wake up and I will like scream at, I'll be so mad at Nick. I'm oh, like, I've, yeah, I've, Chad screwed up in my dreams before, not with cheating, but I, I don't know. That's yeah. true. Well, my, I've been mad at him for like the entire day before. And he's like, what is your deal? I'm like, I'm pissed at yeah. the dream version of you. Yeah. No, I've had <laughs> dreams where Nick had, um, like just told me that we were broken up, even though we're married, he broke up with me and he wouldn't tell me why. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And I'm like crying. And he's like, <laughs> I just don't know. Like, yeah, that's my dream. But anyways, this is totally off topic. (laughs) Totally off tangent. Okay. So back to what we're actually talking about. Here's an interesting fact for you. 160 million people in America are either obese or overweight. Yeah. And it has everything to do with how readily available the crappy food is. And, but the fresh food is just as easily available. Mm -hmm. I mean, an apple, you don't have to cook it. You don't have to do anything with it. You just pick it up and you eat it. But an apple doesn't stimulate addiction. Like when you eat an apple, you're not like, go I have to have more apples. I just have yeah. more apples, you guys. Where are the apples? Yeah. I like can, you don't get that way. I can almost guarantee you that none of you have ever sat down and binged eating your way through a thing of bananas before. No, or spinach. Or brown rice. like That makes me want to gag. Who is just like, yep, can't wait to have another bag of spinach. Like, <laughs> I love spinach, don't get me wrong. But once I eat my salad, I'm not like, I need another... No, you're done. 20 That's, salads. That is so true. Yeah. So. But think about half a bag of chips and maybe a golden doodle. One second. Oh, Jenna, oh. We're all, I'll talk. Oh, I'll take over. This is, how, this is what happens when we're at Jenna's because... Well, first off, we have to record at Jenna's because she has the computer. Um, and our mic has to hook up to it. And then, so her dog's here. <laughs> so it's always freaking barking. <laughs> oh my God, this is hysterical. But anyways, so what else are we talk about? Okay, so that's food addiction. So most of the processed, if not all the processed foods out there, I would say, um, have some type of modification where they're trying to get you hooked. And what's funny, not funny, but what's surprising is... There's so many hidden sugars and things. Like I used to be so proud of myself because I used to not eat sweets at all. Like I wouldn't eat like cupcakes or chocolate. This was before I had Cameron, but it kind of changed. I kind of ate so much ice cream when I was pregnant. I think that was kind of hard to kind of wean off of that. But um, I always was like, I don't eat sweets. I don't really eat cake and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't really eat that much sugar. But then when I started learning more about nutrition, I started look at, looking at the back of things that I was buying. So packaged items. And I was like, oh my God, the amount of sugar that's in baked beans, mm-hmm. the amount of sugar that's in pasta sauce. And that's something that I learned from you because mm-hmm. before I started really diving into this and learning more about, about nutrition and workouts and all of that, I lived off of hundred calorie packs and mm-hmm. lean cuisines and processed crap that fell into like a certain point range or calorie range, yeah, but was not nutritious whatsoever. Right. And I 
like, it's so funny. The other day I was at Aldi and I, I picked up a salmon poke bowl and I was just like, oh my God, I love poke bowls. Like, I love them. And so I didn't even look at the back. I'm like this, you know, it's salmon, it's rice. And I just wanted it. So I just threw it in my cart. I brought it to work. I ate it. And then I'm like, well, I should probably look at the back and see because it was so good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when something just you put the sauce on it and it's just like crack. Yeah. You're like there's no it's way. Addictive. This, yeah. The, yeah. I wanted to eat 55 more. Mm, so I, why? Yeah. So I looked at the back, 26 grams of sugar in this teeny tiny, mind you, this poke bowl was so small. Now it was just the sauce. If I would have left the sauce off and put my own soy sauce in there, it would have still tasted great because the rice yeah. was really good and the salmon was really good and the spices that came with it were really good. But the sauce had 26 grams of sugar in it and so, I had already eaten it and I was like so <laughs> Lauren talk about how many grams of sugar in a meal are mm-hmm. are decent my personal opinion I'm not a nutritionist I'm not a dietitian I'm not a doctor I'm none of those things but my personal opinion is it needs to be 10 grams or less and I would probably even shoot for like eight I grams say, or less I was gonna say eight so right now we have a challenge for you we would like for you to go to your pantry, unless you're driving, when you yes, get home. when you get home. Go to your pantry and grab pasta sauce. Check the back of it and tell us how much sugar is in it. You can just message us on, on social I media. I would even grab, uh, if you have canned fruits, yes. I would uh, grab those. If you have canned corn, cereal, cereal, um, anything packaged. Honestly, anything that you have packaged, look at the back of your milk, too. Mm-hmm. Your milk, this is one thing that I learned because... When I was pregnant, I drank so much milk. Now, I know that's why my son's freaking addicted to it, I think. I drank so much milk when I was pregnant, and I ate so many raspberries, and those are the two things my son freaking loves. But I looked at the back of milk, and there's like 12 grams of sugar in eight ounces. Wow. In eight ounces of milk. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing with with orange juice. That was another thing that we learned in our nutrition certification. If you're giving your kids, or if you in the morning are drinking a 12 ounce glass of orange juice, that would literally be the same thing. If you're like, here, Charlie, here's a glass of orange juice. That'd be the same thing as handing them eight and a half sugar cubes for breakfast. Sugar cubes. Sugar cubes. White sugar cubes. Eight and a half of them for breakfast. And that's not even the Mm -hmm. food. That's just the drink. So, so the kicker here was in a week, one person on average in America is eating three quarters of a one pound bag of sugar in a week. That is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's insane. And it's not necessarily sugar that that's in candy and crap. It's just, it's hidden sugar. You think it's healthy. Another tip is when you look at the back. Okay. So we're telling you to look at the back and look for things that are like eight grams. I definitely say eight grams or less, but if you're somebody who drinks like a whole thing of Gatorade every single day, like yeah. Or pop. Or pop. Like you are consuming so much sugar. So like, I don't know. Yeah. So anyways, look at the back eight grams or less. But the other thing you need to look for is whenever I see something and it says, oh, great, there's four grams of sugar in it. But then underneath of that, it'll say added sugars and then it'll have grams. I never buy stuff that has added Me sugars either. ever. Never. So if you just see sugar and then the grams and it's the good number, it's like eight or less and there's no added sugars, great. But if you see added, like, what are they adding? Like, what is this? Just teaspoons, like freaking spoonfuls of sugar? That was your literally, that's what they're doing. Right. So honestly, if you're on some kind of crazy diet and, and all this stuff, and you're really trying to lose weight, if you just took the next week and didn't eat anything that didn't, that had 
eight grams or less and no added sugars. Just go with that and see how you feel in a week. Yeah. Well, I want to speak on one thing is so many people will say, how do you get up so early? How do you go all day? And and, you know, they're like, what time do you go to bed? I'm like, I go to bed like 9, 30 or 10. They're like, how in the world do you do that? That's because I'm not sugar crashing. I'm not crashing on all this sugar that I'm eating all day. I'm keeping my insulin and all of that good stuff level. Yep. I'm not spiking and crashing and spiking and crashing. And that's what, if you are feeling that literal crash feeling to where you could like pass out, be like out cold for the rest of the day. You need to look at your sugar. I'm yep. telling you, you're spiking and that's what's happening to you and you're crashing. Yep, absolutely. So watch that sugar intake closely. Look at your labels, start reading them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, like looking back uh, for me, people ask me all the time, like, how did I overcome binge eating? And I don't know that until I went through this nutrition certification in the last couple of weeks, I don't know that I really had a good answer for that, but I think that I do now mm-hmm. because- what I did was I started following these these macros and this portion control plan with, with low sugar. Mm-hmm. But what happened was I started cutting crap out. I stopped yep. buying stuff. Yep. And that does not mean that my binges went away. And I want that to be very, very clear. I mean, it, it was a solid year. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of time. It was a solid year before I could say I have not binged. Um, right now it's been about two years since my last binge, which is, it's amazing. And honestly, I don't see that coming back now because Mm -hmm. I am in control, but I had to learn how to do that. And it was cutting out the crap. And what you'll notice is when you start cutting things out and replacing it with healthier options, lower sugar options, you're going to start craving that stuff less and less. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I actually, we were just talking about this today she has battled with sugar addiction for a really long time too. And she's at the point right now where she's cut all of it out. She's gone pretty strict about like very low sugar. And she was so funny. Cause she's like, your dad brought home a carrot cake and I was cleaning it out and throwing it like the rest of it away today. She's like, I almost gagged looking at this cake. And, and it's crazy because mm-hmm. I mean, a few months ago, even she would have like had a fork out and finish it it. Yeah. You know, as would I, Mm -hmm. like we would have done it together. And it, so if you are feeling like that right now where you're not in control, if you feel like food is controlling your life, we are proof that you can get out of that. Yeah. And I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you. No, either. And, and that's the thing is I think so many people think there's something wrong with them, why they can't control it, but it has everything to do with how the food is made. It is controlling you. Mm-hmm. That is what it's doing. And if I think if you know that, it's almost like sometimes when I like I was looking at the the chocolate last night, I had a you know a little bit. And I usually eat uh, lower sugar chocolate, just so you guys know. Um, I eat like the the dark chocolate, like the sixty five percent cacao and higher mm-hmm. if I can find it. Um, so my sugar in my chocolate is still very very low. But I also know that there is some in there. I mean, it's a sweet, it's a treat. Um, but I, I know that this stuff, if I'm feeling like I need it, I'm like, I don't need this. This stuff is made to make me want it. Now, the dark chocolate obviously doesn't do it as much well, as milk chocolate would do. But that's still. That's more natural sugar yeah. versus added sugar, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Yes. And so, and that's something that, you know, we want to mention too. Like, what we're doing is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you can never have sweets again. It can never, it doesn't no. mean you can't have cookies again, but here's the difference. If I want cookies now, or if I want peanut butter or chocolate bars, 
I'm going to buy real peanut butter and mm -hmm. real chocolate and real ingredients and I'm going to make them. I'm not ever buying processed cookies and crap again. I can't tell you the last time I bought Oreos or there was Girl Scout cookies being sold at uh, the grocery store. And, you know, it's like I feel bad because they're like, you want to buy Girl Scout cookies? And I'm like, can I just give you money? I don't want yeah. the cookies yeah. at all, actually. But in the past, we would have loaded up on the cookies, had them in the house for what? Why? Like, it's just a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I mean, Girl Scouts, you need to find something else to sell. <laughs> I'm sorry. You need to find something else to sell. We'll that's donate to your cause. And that people might get mad that I'm saying that, but I know. something else. But I know. Um, like I, here's an example too. You know, me and my husband will go to the grocery store and it'll be the week where we're kind of wanting to have some treats. You know, I'm like, he's like, you want to have some cookies or something? I'm like, all right, we haven't had them in a couple weeks. So sure. What do you, what do you want? So we'll either rotate between our flourless chickpea brownies, which sound disgusting, but they're amazing. They're so good. Like, oh my gosh. They're it's so like, good. It's, so they're made with chickpeas, obviously instead yeah, of flour, but so all the ingredients are natural. And then there's dark, dark chocolate in there. And they're so good. My husband is a sweets guy and he loves them. Um, but we'll make those from scratch. They're really easy to make. Or, you know, they have these, I think it's simple mills is the brand. Um, they have these chocolate chip cookies that are made from like almond flour and just all natural stuff. And when you read the ingredients, it's literally like five ingredients and they're like pure, nice, good stuff. And the sugar I think is really low. I can't I think it's actually eight grams, honestly. Wow. Um, but you have to eat the serving size too. So make sure you look at the serving size. I think it's like two cookies. So you can't eat like six. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to look. You but can't, we'll get those. You can't eat like four of the dough ones before you even right. bake them. No. Because that's what I used to do. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we'll make those and um, we'll have them. But then, you know, the following time we go grocery shopping, it's we don't get it every single time. And he'll even say, you know, can we get... Uh, can we do chickpea brownies again? I'm like, no, we made them last week. We're not making them again. Yeah. We're, we can make them the following week. And yeah. so it's just all about balance and we still enjoy that stuff, but we, we're not buying Oreos. We're no, not, we're not buying Chips Ahoy and all that crap. And here's the thing. There's literally no reason to, because the way, if you have small kids, the way that you're feeling right now about your addiction to food, if you're buying a bunch of crap, Oreos, chips, pop, all that's doing is setting your kids up to feel like this later in life yep. and to be addicted and to, to have all of this. And right now it starts with you. It starts with you. That's a hundred percent. I want my son to grow up and be confused by the people who eat that way at home. I, that sounds terrible, but I, I want him to come home and be like, mom, I don't, what do you mean? We went to so-and-so's house and they had like Oreos and pop. And I just, um, what's that? Like, I'm so confused. Like that's, I don't want him to think that's normal. Mm -hmm. I want him to think that's strange. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why. And I, and some of you might get offended by that, but that's the truth. I want him to think it's normal to have tons of fruits, tons of vegetables in the house. That's what you snack on. You drink water. My son, yes, he drinks milk and we're trying to wean him off of that a little bit. Just not as much. I don't think anything's wrong with milk, but drinking too much of it, obviously, so there's a lot of sugar, but he only drinks water. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's water and he has his milk and when he wants a snack, it's raspberries and cucumbers. Now he does eat mac and cheese and all of that kind of stuff because he is two. And it's sometimes a huge pain in the butt. Right. If you're a mom, you understand. But 
when he grows up, that's what he's going to be familiar with in our house. Like, mm-hmm. we don't buy chips. We don't buy cookies. We don't buy that crap. Right. And we want you to understand, too, as you're listening to this, that this was a huge process for both huge. Lauren and I. Like, yeah. we have, we're saying this now because we have been addicted. Ben, I used to go to the McDonald's drive-thru almost every morning because I would wake up too late for work and I would, I'm a person who has to eat in the morning. Like mm-hmm. I can't not eat. Yeah. So I would be like, oh, well, I'll just hit up McDonald's on the way to work. And I literally would get the, the biscuit, sausage, egg and mm-hmm. cheese, and then a hash brown. Yeah. I would eat that almost every morning. Yeah. So it does take work to change these habits. You have to want to change them. And Lauren and I are always here to help you. you For sure. Connect with us on social media. We'll take you through this whole nutrition program we're doing and teach you these habits. Um, and it's not going to happen overnight. Like we said, it's going to be a process, but it's worth it. Yeah. And just to give you a little bit more, um, if you've been listening to this and you're like, I really do need some guidance and some help and just to be taught and learn, um, the nutrition program, just send us a DM like Jenna said, but it's literally like a nutritionist in your house, talking you through grocery shopping, talking you through emotional eating, talking you through sugar addiction, talking you through how to go out to eat, how to navigate special occasions. And and you're literally getting walked through this like she's in your house. Right. And Jenna and I are certified in it, meaning that while you're going through the program, you can always, you know, we'll be keeping in contact with you and answering your questions and just helping you through it because we do know how to coach you through this program. So if you would want more details on that, send us um, a DM on Instagram or which, which means direct message, direct message. Sorry. You. I'm talking Instagram lingo. You are. Yes. I'm at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness, by the way. And I'm fit with underscore Jenna Locke. Yeah. So just go ahead and, and talk to us there. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's wrapping this one up. We yeah. can always, we could talk about this for days. We could talk for days. And, and if you, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this episode too, because I know we got a little heated, but this is something we're super passionate about. So passionate about. And I know it's a very controversial subject, subject. I can't talk. Mm-hmm. And some of you are probably very offended. And if you are, it probably means that you need to work on your nutrition. Right. And you need to make changes and you're probably like, oh, well, no, I don't. But if you're ready, you may not be ready now. If you're offended right now, you're not ready. Yeah. If you're offended <laughs> and mad and, you know, being defensive right now, yes. then that means you haven't accepted what you're doing right. to yourself. Right. <laughs> you right. haven't taken accountability. Right. I'm sorry. I'm being harsh today. You have not taken accountability yeah. for what you're doing. Yep. So until you can do that, until you can look in the mirror and say, I'm eating like crap. I'm eating processed foods. I'm eating the sugary stuff. Until you can actually admit that to yourself, you are going to constantly blame others, blame the food industry, blame whatever, blame your genetics, blame all this other crap. No, it's what you're putting in your body. Yeah. End so, of story. So when you get to the point where you're ready to make changes, reach out to us. Yep. We'll, we'll be here. Okay. All right. That's all. See you later.